Lord, we exalt your name. Father, we say thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Um, this evening, we are looking at when thou walkest through fire. When thou walkest through fire. You know, how King James Version can put your English. So you can actually change it to when you walk through fire. But I just decided to go the King James way when thou walkest through fire. And then, you know, um, there is a kind of um, theology that was proposed. I don't know who proposed it. I don't know where we got it from. We all think that once you are in Christ, everything ought to be going well. In fact, people even challenge you if you are going through certain stress. People challenge you and say, like, ah, I show you are paying your debt. Have you had that kind of thing before? Are you sure you are a tighter? Are you sure you really love God? So people think that every time that people are going through stress, people are going through a kind of condition or situation, people just assumed that those kind of people are not serving God or there's something that they are missing in God. And several times that have shown us, the Bible told us about the, um, the father of John the Baptist, how they were righteous people before God, how the Bible said they were blameless before God, yet the Bible said they were without the child. If they were to be in Nigeria, somebody would have been asking them, are you sure um, um, you, you, are you sure you're, you're a faithful titan? Are you sure you pray every night at 12 o'clock? Are you sure this and this and that? See, the 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 what the presence of a problem is not an indication of absence of intimacy with God. That you are facing a situation that you're going through several challenges. It's not always proof that God is not with you. Are you getting it? And it's not also this proof that there's something that you're not doing well. So that theology that has been proposed that people think that once you are going through stress like this, or ha. Ah, you are not a faithful person again no. it's because you have done something bad i think is is something that is a is a is a problem is a problem and it has determined you know how we read people how we see people just so many things like that that's that's um all of this is all about so my my little child is is that when you walk through fire you know, for every believer, the Bible even never promises that we are going to have a world where there will be no problem. In fact, it's as a result of the falling world. Are you getting it? As a result of the falling world, there are certain things that they are not even in your power to actually control per se. Even though the Bible said the earth as it, as it given to us, there are also things that you cannot just control when a falling world. Sometimes you cannot just control, you know, certain situations because of the kind of the world that we find ourselves. So, so um, problem challenges are not always proof that ah god is not with this person you know and there are people that you know their own understanding of the faithfulness of god is tied to the things that god can do their only understanding of god's faithfulness is tied to the things that god can do once they, they um, um it gets to that point where you know they cannot um they cannot get or they have been trusting god for certain things and they can they, they seems not to be getting it they begin that you should say God faithful. Let me just say something. The Bible said in the book of Numbers, say for God is not a man to lie. I is God is not a man like God is faithful to the end. You know, I put out a tweet about a few days ago. I think yesterday or there about you know some people were just saying, see, there are things in life that only experience will teach you. They were just saying plenty. And what was the tweet about was that you can be a pastor who is in debt and yet you are praying for people for um, that God can meet their need. And yet the prayer God will answer them. You can be a pastor who is sick and yet you are praying for sick people and they will be healed. The Bible told us about Elisha who was sick and died. 
and yet the bone of Elisha was brought back somebody to life that may be struggling with um, debt and yet you pray for somebody after that, uh, financial people you may be struggling with sickness sometimes and then you pray for somebody that will be you now i'm not saying this so that i can create an avenue in your heart and say that ah sickness is okay for a believer ah you know it's normally to be sick no i'm not creating that avenue in your heart but i'm saying that these things happen so when the scenario that we have created with god is always ah or more um um you know once you are serving god things supposed to be you know people even say something what's the benefit of it and eh? you are serving god there's no money there's all of these things am, am i saying that god cannot meet your need? am i saying that god cannot provide for you no that's not what i'm saying in fact i believe that poverty is actually the dimension of poverty you see that it is spirit sponsored poverty at any angle there's no any angle you want to look at poverty from is a bad thing there's no angle you want to look at it from that's not a bad thing is it it just cripples your productivity so this is not me trying to talk down on financial resources if you talk down on financial resources because you are trying to create a balance you will see how far the resources will run from you so i'm not talking down on financial resources i'm not saying that money is not good it takes money to do many things our sister that that is here they will tell us it takes money to 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 do so many things let me not call them so many things to do it takes money to do that so i'm not talking down on money but i'm just saying that if the faith if the faithfulness of god if the way you understand the faithfulness of god is hanging on these things that ah once these things are not there are you sure god is still faithful are you sure the bible told us in the book of romans chapter 4 verse 20 that um abraham was still giving glory to god thanking him he said he was not losing he was not living losing feet he was thanking god romans chapter 4 so if your idea of, of God's faithfulness is hanging on things that you can receive. It's hanging on only when God gives you the bread about that you need. Then that means you don't know God well. You know, there are people who are believers who they were in church dancing and they were even giving offering in church only for them to get back home and they met their loved ones, died. What about certain people who even say um, their mom, their mom, probably their mom was sick and they prayed, probably they even had an encounter. That God told them that he was going to, um, their mother was going to be healed and all that. And yet the woman died. What about scenario where you trusted God? God asked you to start a business. You, saw, you started a business. You heard God well. You started and everything collapsed. You just didn't I hear God again. What about when God gave you an instruction and said, start a work for me. Leave your city, go to another city. Leave your country, go to another country. You went there and then things become very tight. People are not bringing resources to help you. Uh, are you seeing some of these things you know the bible told us in the book of hebrew that there are certain people who did not even receive their dead back to life you know so faith is not just you know faith is not just faith is not only the reason why you obtain things i've thought of this before that sometimes faith is even the reason why you not get certain things done because of the faith that you have in god are you are you getting this just like um for example of that that uh, you know there are times when maybe you are working in an organization and um, your boss wants you to you know have some kind of relationship with him and you know very well as a believer you'll not be able to cross that path and because of your faith in god th that may be the reason why you may lose the job that may be the reason why you know the promotion may not even happen because of the faith that you have in god so if if the judging of god's faithfulness is only hanging on when you can receive things then that means you have not come to the point where you truly and really know god because if you come for God, if you come to God because of things, what about if things are not there? So your purpose of, of you know, knowing the Lord, of serving the Lord, 
of must not be arguing on money. You know, some people think that God is a Father Christmas or that God is a sugar daddy in Abuja. That anytime they just come to him and come and cry, then he gives to you. No, no. They they just think that God is a sugar daddy in Abuja. That ah, my sugar daddy, you know, one sugar daddy with pot belly in Abuja that they can just come and you know. So if your understanding of God's faithfulness is hanging on these things, see, you'll be disappointed. Because let me tell you something. There are so many people who are not even believers who are not who are, who are wealthy, they are rich. Now, I said this when I was starting this message that this is not me trying to talk down on finances, and this is not me saying that God cannot meet your need. We pray about finances here every time we're having our morning prayers, you know. But I'm just saying that that cannot be the sole reason why you are trusting God. That cannot be the existence of all your entire prayer life. Every time you cannot point out to the last, you know, and I'm not talking about the seasons in your life where certain things are pressing you, where you just have to go to God and make a request. I'm not talking about those ones. I'm talking when both out of season and in season, all your requests is all about getting things where you are not even in fellowship with God. You, you, you know, you are not communing with God every time like this. You, you are, you are going to get things. So, if that, if your faith is hanging on that, then I think is in trouble. So. I'm going to share things here. Things to know about fire period. I call it fire period. Like I said, when thou walkest through fire is the chart tonight. I said things to know about fire period. Number one, establish that God is not the author of setting misfortunes. You know, when people are going through troubles, they think that, you know, some people say that it's God that puts sickness on us because God wants to use sickness to teach us. Meanwhile, the Bible told us in the book of Acts chapter 10, he said that Jesus Christ of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about healing all that were sick of the devil. I get so in the ministry of Jesus, we didn't see anywhere where God, where Jesus put sickness on anybody. If that was God's ministry, when Jesus came here on earth, would have seen put sickness on somebody to teach them lesson. But in the ministry of Jesus, we never in any way see where Jesus put sickness on somebody. So one thing to establish that establish that God is not the author of certain uh, misfortune. The Bible told us that in the book of John, chapter 10, verse it says, For Satan has called to kill to steal. And to destroy is a that son of man come that you may have life abundantly that what establish that god is not the author of certain, uh, certain misfortune people think that once they are sick you know this and that no god is not the author of certain uh, certain things satan we see, see one of the things that satan does eh? satan love that you don't know is the one behind the thing satan love that you keep giving the blame to somebody because if you don't know for instance if somebody if somebody kills somebody around a certain area and you know, if they don't know who killed the person, it would be very hard for the police to make to make an arrest of or to charge somebody to court because they are they just are somebody died, but they don't know. So you must establish it that God is not the author of certain misfortune. The Bible told us in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10. It says, For Satan, see, Satan has a fourfold ministry. One is it to kill, number two, to steal, number three, and to destroy. This the fourth fold ministry of Satan is found in the book of Corinthians, where he said that Satan, the head of this world, had blinded the, 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 the eyes of their understanding. So the four ministry of Satan, one, is to kill, steal, to destroy, and blind the understanding of men so that they will not receive the gospel. So that they will not understand the things of the spirit. 
So you must know that God is not the author of certain misfortune. Just because you are going through certain difficult times, you know, when certain people down time, some people will say that ah, it is God that gives and it is God that collects. It's not God that collects like that too. Sorry, that obviously this is not somebody that you know that sleeps in the Lord. You know, there are some people that they say ah, you know, they slept in the Lord and just you know they, they are done with their assignment on earth and they just went to be with the Lord. In certain cases where you know that people died in a way that you can trace it that somebody is behind their dead then you know i've seen it is god that gives god is god that gives is god that collects you know misrepresenting the person of jesus so you must establish that god is not the author of certain misfortune then number two god sometimes takes advantage of fire period to burn out ungodly threatness i'll come again number two god sometimes takes advantage of fire period to burn out ungodly threats in us. God sometimes take advantage of fire period to burn out ungodly threats in us. Now watch that the, the process, the, the, the story of Joseph is an example of this. If you watch Joseph at 17 years, the way he was going about his dream, he sounds very arrogant. Ah, always coming, ah, my brothers, they will bow for me. You know, even though God is showing you that kind of dream, even though God is showing you, you don't have to always rub it on the face of your brothers. And meanwhile, Joseph has something the way he was going about his life. You can see a little bit of pride in his life. Even though Satan uses um, uses brothers to attack him, but God also takes that advantage to burn out ungodly trees from the life of jo Joseph. When you the way Joseph was robbing, you know the dream was robbing it on their face, and these are you know they are going to bow to me this and that. Far he was seventeen there. By the time Joseph was thirty, when he came to meet him, when he had gone through a lot of processes, when he had gone through a lot of fire, when they came to meet him, the way he reacted, he reacted like a mature person. He was not holding it onto them. Trust me, if it was the Joseph of 17 years, he would have dealt with them. But between the age of 17 and 30, there's something that God had done with Joseph, um, Joseph's life. By, you know, even though those people would try and the brother who sold him, who did all that they did, Satan inspired him to do it. But God also took advantage of that thing that, that the brother did to do or to, to honor certain traits from what? From Joseph. There are, there are things that, you know, um, um, when you go through certain phases in your life, as as I said earlier, that they are not, um, it's not God who inspired them. But sometimes God can take advantage of those seasons to actually teach you something. God can use, He can take advantage of that season to show you something. He can take advantage of that season to burn away certain ungodly traits in your life, certain things that should not be. There are some people, if not because of what they went through, they would have been a very proud person. There are some people, if not because of what they have been through, they would have been a very, you know, shallow-minded person. So, sometimes God takes advantage of this world, of these processes, of this fire period to burn out ungodly traits in us. The Joseph of 17 years and the one of 30 years, there was a big difference. The one of 30 years is now matured. He was not reacting to them like they, like they did him something. Are you getting it? So there are times when going through certain period, even though they are not orchestrated by God, God can take advantage of those period to actually what? 
to, to, to make you learn something. He can take advantage of those people to burn out ungodly threats. There are some of us that it is when we went through certain difficulties, when we went through certain things in our life, that we became wise. It was when you went through certain difficulties of financial crisis that you now understand that when money comes, you need to learn to plan. Even though God has blessed you now, but you've learned to plan because of how you wasted money one time and how you went into a lot of debt and so many things happened to you, nearly arrested you and all that. So now when you have money, you know, even though God was not the one who orchestrated that event, but he took the advantage of that event to burn out ungodly threats in your life. So when you when you now have money now, you understand keeping money, you understand investing money, you understand saving money. So God sometimes, you know, takes the advantage of fire period to burn out ungodly threats in us. But three, God can take advantage of the fire period for prophetic coincidence. And I'm going to explain this. God can take advantage of fire period to have a prophetic coincidence. Let's see the book of um, John chapter 11, verse 45. And I'm going to read something here. John 11, verse 45. There's what I call prophetic coincidence. I'm going to read from 45 to 50. Or let me read from, okay. Then many of the Jewish which came to Mary had seen the things which Jesus did. Believe on him. Some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Verse 47. And gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we for this man do at many miracles? Verse 48. If we let him toss alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. Verse forty-nine. And one of and one of them, named Cephas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, "Ye not, ye know nothing at all, nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and that the whole nation perish not." Now watch, see. What they were dragging here was that, you know, if they allowed Jesus to go ahead like this, you know, people were going to believe more, they were going to lose their state and all that. So, this Cephas was saying a political thing, that is it not better that one man die? He, he said, he said, not consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die the people that he, and that the whole nation perish not. So, he was saying that, is it not better that one man died for this, for this uh, instead of another person to die? Now, what he was saying here was a political statement, but he did not know that he was unknowingly prophesying because truly they had to plan to kill Jesus so that all of us can be saved. I don't know. Instead of all of us dying because of our sins that we, are, that we have committed, Jesus came and died in our place. So even though what Cephas was saying here was about a political something that uh, Jesus, is it not better that this man, instead of the word of us to lose our grip over the nation and to lose and that, this and that, is it not better that one man die for, for the sake of um, everybody? Even though what he was saying was a political statement, you know, God took advantage of their, of their wickedness. And it was a prophetic coincidence that even though what he thought he was saying was a political statement, but it was also a prophecy because they had to also, you know, start to push them and they killed Jesus. And as they killed Jesus, he died for our sin. So even though they thought was what they were doing was a was a wicked thing, but they were actually working in our favor, in in, in Jesus's favor, in, in our favor. So there are times when um um God used this um seasons and uh, fire period i call them fire period 
as he god takes advantage of the fire period for prophetic coincidence so even though what Cephas was saying there was a political statement that Jesus was teaching everybody was following him if they leave Jesus like these people is following him they will lose their kingdom and all that that is not better that Jesus die than all of us to perish he was saying a political statement but knowing to him that he was prophesying because Jesus later died our deaths he died for us he died because of our sin now if you also look at the story of Joseph they thought what they were doing to Joseph the brother just like Joseph told them he said, you thought you were doing me evil, but God meant it for good. So there are times when God takes advantage of fire period for a prophetic coincidence. So people can think they are doing you bad thing. Just like the, um, the brass of Joseph, they were doing, you know, uh, they, 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 they put him inside the well after they sold him to Potiphar, from Potiphar, you know. They thought what they were doing to him because the only way for him to have gotten to that place, the vision that God has shown to him was to, was to get to Egypt. And so the brother by themselves actually helped him to do what? Get to Egypt. Just look at the story of Moses also. When they gave birth to Moses, Moses the left him on water and it was Pharaoh's daughter who now took moses and now brought moses to their own palace the same palace where the order came from that they should kill all the children of um, the hebrew children it was the same palace that they now brought what moses to so there are seasons when god takes the advantage of this fire season as a prophetic coincidence so you may think ah you know um, um you were staying somewhere before and you know they push out of the house and all that and i even give you a real life story this happened this year a dear man of God, I'm just going to speak like that in code. He was staying in a particular house that they gave to him for free. You know, a, mother, a woman, a woman actually gave him the house for free, and he was staying and all that. But then they were complaining from the children. You know, ah, they wanted to rent the house and all that. So they gave him a quick notice. Now, this was somebody who was also thinking that he was going to get married this year and all that. So they asked him to leave the house. Now, imagine you when you are even thinking in your head that ah, i should settle down this year and they gave him a quick notice when they gave him a quick notice and you know i think when he was about he was thinking of packing and just moving back to their family house and somebody i think he was on a call with a friend who was outside the country then I, he explained to the guy he asked me to leave you and the guy said ah i have a house somewhere in nigeria that i'm not using nobody's using the house two bedroom flats that's how the guy gave me two bedroom flats somebody was cutting somewhere was giving two bedroom flat that was not even it now when they push when they push him out the house House. they did not know that they were pushing him because if he was not out of the house and that house was just a self-contained if he was not out of that house there was no way that he would have been he would have been having that conversation with that guy that they would have said i have two bedroom flats go and take it two bedroom flat that there were things inside there were chairs there were other things take the two bedroom flat and be staying that's not even it it was as if pushing him out of the house was what was what opened up for him before you know, it was open to four and he finally got married this was somebody that a few weeks ago he was being pushed out of the house so there are times that god used take advantage of that your fire moment for a prophetic coincidence ah you may be thinking that you know we were staying in portacot before and and you know you were living with some people and they push you out you have to come back to your um to your village and you just don't know what me who you may encounter in that village i remember one time when i was um, when I came to Lagos earlier time, I was younger then. You know, I was supposed to get a job with some of um, this PR company and all that. You know, 
I was so sad that um, the job did not, you know, did not go through. Even when I finally got one, I lost the job. I was so sad. I had to come to Port Harcourt. It was me coming back to Port Harcourt. God took the advantage of the fact that the job did not work. When I came back to Port Harcourt, was when I encountered Jesus and I gave my life to Christ. So there are times when God takes the advantage of that fire moment. It becomes like a prophetic coincidence. That's what the Bible t- told us that in everything we should we should what we should rejoice. So God, so God can take advantage of fire period for prophetic coincidence. Number one, I said things to know about fire period. I said establish that God is not the author of setting misfortune. That's the first thing I said. Number two, I said God sometimes take advantage of fire period to burn out ungodly threats in us. Number three, I said, God can take advantage of fire period for prophetic coincidence. Then number four, problems are not indicators that God is not with you. Problems are not indicators that God is not with you. You know, there are some people that um, they think that, you know, it happens to everybody as human, as human. I remember talking to one of my um, dear brother in Christ, a man of God, and he told me that, in few years time there's going to be a youtube video of how he relocated and at the beginning when he relocated he was afraid he was he wanted to be very sure are you sure god sent me here are you sure god sent me here are you sure so sometimes god can actually give you a word to go to somewhere and yet it will not look like god gave you that word let me give you an example in scripture god told the prophet to go to zarafat that the widow was going to feed him he, he asked him to go to zarafat but when he went to zarafat the widow did not even she was not behaving like somebody that had God to feed the prophets. You know, the prophet said, Make for me, he said, No, this is the only one I have. I want to eat this with my child so we can die. Are you getting it? Even though God sent him there, because where God sent it to, there will be provision. Yet the widow was not even acting as if she has had something from the Lord to feed somebody. So that God gave you a word for a thing does not mean you just go there, everything will just be open. Bah. No. God told Joshua in Deuteronomy, he said, I've given you the land, the Amorite, the Shion. He said, but now begin to contend. Begin to contend. You know, it was a dear man God who said that everywhere there's a position for you, there's always an opposition. Everywhere there's a position for you, there is always an, an, an opposition. See, just because you encounter challenges in what God has asked you to do, don't chicken out. Don't do what? Don't chicken out. Don't chicken out. So there are times when so problem is not an indicator that God is not with you. It's not proof that God is not the one who sent you. Now, the book of Isaiah chapter 43, he said, When thou passes through fire, when, when thou passes through water, he said, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, that, that shall not be born, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. He said, When thou walkest through fire, he didn't say if you walk through meaning that you will always walk through it you will always walk through it he didn't say if that workers is when that workers that means that's proof that you will always walk so don't think that everything god says you know you just have it just like that no 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 it's not always like that there are times that you know you have to just you will you will you will you will just have to pull because one thing you must know about Satan is that Satan is always moving everywhere the, the word of God is. See, if there is a word of God over your life, expect Satan. Do you know that the only reason why white and people were killed, all the children at the age of Jesus was killed, was because there was a word that the Messiah was coming. When they went to Herod and said, we're expecting a king, there was a word. And Satan began to move through Herod. 
where is this person coming? Who is this Messiah coming? In fact, who is this? This the spirit also moved when John the Baptist was alive. There, the spirit was moving through the Pharisees. They went to ask John the Baptist, "Are you the one? Let's know the one to remove his head. Let's know the one to kill." So every Satan is after everywhere the word of God is. When God gave them word in the Garden of Eden and said, "Do not touch this one," Satan went after it. Everywhere you see Satan is an indication of where the word of God is. If there is a word of God over your life, be rest assured that Satan is coming. When, when, when they, they understood that, you know, that Jesus is coming, Satan moved through Herod and he was killing all the children. He was killing everybody. When Jesus came again, they were asking him, are you the one to come? Are you the one to come? When they saw John the Baptist, they were also asking him, are you the one to come? When he gave them word in the Garden of Eden, he went after them. Everywhere the word of God is, be rest assured that Satan will come. So, if there is a word after your over your life, if there is a word that God has said to you that there are things you will do, the rest assured that it will come. So everywhere the word, because one of his assignments is to is to make sure that the will of God is not fulfilled, and you being the vessel that God wants to use to fulfill His will, expect Him to come. From Scripture, He has been coming everywhere the word of God is. Read your Bible everywhere the word of God. This Satan comes. So if there is a word over your life, expect Him. So don't think that just because God said it, you know, you just, you know, you just, no, no. So problems are not indicators that God is not with you. Just because you face opposition is not proof that you don't have a place in that place. It's not proof that, you know, it's not where God sent you to. In fact, where God sent you to is where you see opposition. Because they have come to fight that word of God. They are coming to make sure that the word of God will not, will not find full expression. They are coming to make sure that the will of God will not find expression. So if God has spoken to you, if there is a word over your life and destiny, be rest assured that Satan is coming to fight. That Satan is coming to do what Satan is coming to fight. What everybody or that Satan... See, and when Satan wants to fight, what Satan tries to fight is the is the core of your mandate let me give you an example as a man of god if one of the major things that god asks you to emphasize of course what every man of god will preach is the gospel of jesus all of for to get men to be saved but most of the times there are times when god but most of the times god will have you to emphasize something you know as a man of god god sometimes will have you to emphasize one one thing even though all of us our middle um assignment as pastors is to make sure that the gospel gets to to people and that people receive but then again there are times that god will have you to emphasize something so if one of the things that god is causing you to emphasize is purity one thing that satan will also attack is your purity work oh before you know somebody will you know you force into somebody something something and before you know you are pregnant and now you will not be able to have the voice to preach about that purity again you know, Satan wants to fight you in a way. So every time there is a word, everywhere the word of God is, is where Satan goes to. So if truly there is God's word over your life, if truly there's something as God has said over your life, the rest assured that Satan is coming. And it's not even the threat, it's just the truth. Number five, problems. Okay, number five, a fire period happens sometimes because of the depth of what God wants to do with you. A fire period happens sometimes because of the depth of what God wants to do with you. See, you know, there are some houses that when you want to build the share is one story building, what do they call it? 
just a small shop. The foundation of the reason why some houses are falling in certain places in Lagos, Lagos people take your stray bullets. The reason why some houses are falling in Zip Banana Island or Lekki, when they when they carry out when they carry out their uh, discoveries, they found out that somebody can do a foundation that can only take two-story building. The person went ahead to build four-story building. Are you getting this? So the depth, if you want to just do a one room, the depth of the foundation will not be will not be uh, will not be as deep as where you want to do a four-story building. See, the level of fire sometimes that you experience, eh, the proof or is a pointer to how much that God intends to use you. So just imagine that you are somebody who, if once one once somebody criticizes you, you'll be angry. You'll find your face. You'll not be able to eat. See, God will make sure to deal with that kind of thing if He wants to take you to the nations. Because if you are going to be a global person, whether as an apostle, whether as a businessman, whether as a son, as this and that, you must be immune. You must have that humility towards. You must be immune to criticism because as much as long as you are somebody who will be standing before the public, people will always criticize you. If Jesus, the Messiah, who saved you and me, was criticized fiercely, they will criticize you. So if you are somebody who is still giving to what people will say, you're always getting sad by one criticism, somebody criticizes you small, you cry every day. God will have to work on that before he give, before he brought before he brings you, I mean, into certain platform or in certain places. So the depth of the fire that you go through sometimes will determine how much or how far that God wants to take you. Because see, if you are going, somebody, if both of us. We are moving from, for instance, from Ibadan now, and we are going to. One person is going to um, Lagos from Ibadan, and another person is going to Abuja. If both of them they are to fill their, if both of them are to buy fuel, the one that is that is going to Abuja will likely buy more fuel than the one going to uh, what they call it to Lagos, and the one in Abuja will stay longer at the filling station than the one going to Lagos. So are you seeing it? So the depth of certain things that God wants to use it for. The, the 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 depth of it will determine the sometimes the level of fire that you go through sometimes because if you are going very far there are set there are certain things that god may need to rearrange in your life and it's not because you are not faithful it's just that god just needs to correct certain things in your life now what to do in the fire period what to do in the season where you cannot explain you know what to do in certain season if you if you look at my status i put out you know somebody was just you know writing something on their status so i put it up on my status too see there are seasons in your life that you cannot explain i remember um a particular season in my life like two years close to two years it was as if my life was not moving forward i did everything in fact it's not something that we encourage that people should do i fasted all through the year yeah. prayed went to bible school philippi i nearly i was romancing philippian 419 wrote it everywhere on a piece of paper prayed fasted impartations this it was static as if it was in my life was not going to move again so there are seasons but you can look back at those seasons even though you are not where you want to be but you can look at those seasons and just know that there were seasons that god were building you even though Satan thought he was doing something bad to you, but like I said, prophetic coincidence. But God was just building you. There are things that God was training you. Those were seasons that, you know, we will pray and pray as if we want to die inside prayer. We will fast and, fa and fast and fast and fast. 
So when you are in a season, in a fire period like that, what do you do? Number one, you pray aggressively. Luke 18 verse 1, that men ought always to pray. You do what you pray. See, even though that season, I don't even know, I don't know, I don't know what I will call that season of my life. I'm not where I will be, but that season was one season that I don't even know what I will do. It was, it was, it was as if there was one kind heavy load on my head. I can't even explain it. You are not moving, you are not moving back. You are just there. So, but the seasons where you pray aggressively. See, this message, either you are in that season, eh, or either you are not in that season yet, or either you pass that season. And do you know one thing about this season? It's like a circle. And I will explain what I mean like it's like a circle. Now, the first season when you are building, maybe it seems to be tougher. But you also get to another, when you cross that season, you also get that season where you also need to train for the next season. It's like, when you are over this season, you get to another season, and that's it. you get to that ceiling point, and you also have to build again and move to another season. But you see that first season that seems static, like nothing is moving at all. If you have, if you have not been there, you will get there. And it's not a bad prophecy. Are you getting it? And maybe you will leave this message there. This is the season where you have to pray aggressively. See, as much as those seasons, those times, things were not going the way we wanted them to be, you know, they were not at least now we are seeing small life we are seeing that ah things can be better those people were the more we pray the more things were getting worse the more we pray the more it's as if they were talking our god now begins to give you certain expo certain exposure you may not have that that luxury of time to build that kind of capacity again so you must do what this is the season where you pray aggressively you pray continuously the bible said that men ought always to pray you pray you pray and you pray again you don't see results you pray again in fact this is these are the seasons where you put a depth of how do i say it a stamina for a kind of stamina for your prayer life i personally believe that this was one of the seasons where i built that discipline of prayer that discipline of study you know those period we will go like this 30 40 chapters we are just going praying for us you know you can you can you can leave a meeting now and you are entering another meeting we can go for midweek seminars you are entering to one night again just bombarding every prayers and i personally believe that those were the seasons that i built my spiritual life so it has now become like a discipline that cannot work out you know and I'm not saying this to boost or something. It's just very hard for me to say, ah, my prayer life is struggling. Very hard. And I say this with all due respect. What I think to be my prayer life to be struggling be a peak of prayer life for certain people. I would, I would, even when there wants to be a fatigue of prayer life, because as a human being, I may be fatigued sometimes. I don't know. I just find my way crawling back into my prayer life. I cannot, un I can't explain it. But I believe that those were the seasons where I built those kind of capacity. Where even if fatigue comes for like one or two days, I didn't pray for long, you know, I'm struggling, you know, I'm just trying. I will usually just crawl back into that fire. It doesn't take long. I will just crawl back into that fire. It doesn't take long. I'll just crawl back into that fire. So this is the moment where you have to do what? Pray aggressively. Number two, this season rejoice. See, 
there may not be reasons for you to rejoice so but this is when you must do what you know just once in a while just get a, a you know this i pray song this i pray this Igbo i pray songs i have them on my phone where sometimes i just dance for straight one hour i don't look like somebody that knows how to dance because i don't really know how to dance because i do not really know how to dance but you are with your god and you're alone you must know how to move your body so that this is the moment where you should rejoice let's see the book of um first thessalonians chapter 15 verse 16. you see i say rejoice rejoice in the lord so this is the season where you do what you rejoice in the lord i've said it before that joy joy is not the absence of tears joy is not the absence of tears is a revelation that god is with me even though i'm going through challenges um the book of um first Thessalonians chapter 15 verse 16 he said rejoice evermore rejoice evermore rejoice evermore so rejoice evermore in every circumstance give thanks to the lord rejoice you may be going through certain things maybe even pray and then they gave you a situation and said ah the job you apply for while you were you are coming back from church you have prayed for three hours you took communion everything is hot ah you say omo all this thing will work then you go back home and receive a mail and the mail they told you they said ah we are sorry to say this and that we are sorry to say this and that they said that to you rejoice in the lord see shut your door get that i pray song play it and begin to dance see when you begin to dance satan cannot understand why you're happy see boy joy triggers certain things that you don't even know these are the things i do sometimes to write see sometimes i write it down the things that i'm trusting god for i write it on a piece of paper i throw it on the floor and begin to dance lord thank you because you have done it lord thank you because you have done it you begin to rejoice you i remember one of my birthday like that you know things were not really the way i wanted them to be and you know i i played a praise song and i danced for straight three hours three hours i was dancing and thanking god i know things may not be the way i want them to be but i thank you i know it may not be but i thank you because you have done it i thank you for this i thank you for that so this is the season to rejoice in the lord see and let me tell you it is not easy to rejoice so imagine coming from a meeting where you just finished praying in tongues for seven hours they will start coming with everything then only for you to get back home and then you receive a news that you just lost one of your loved ones or you receive a news that the four jobs that you applied for they said we are sad or we are we are sad to reject your email we are sad how did they even say that thing we are sad to reject whatever thing they are rejecting and four jobs that you prayed for maybe while you are even praying you are seeing vision that you are, you are in your office and you are sitting on that chair that they used to rule and that you are ruling like that only for you to get back home and you receive rejection letter four but you shut your door and say god i i i i i choose to rejoice i choose to rejoice i choose to rejoice you know you can be trusting god for rent and trusting god remaining one week they've given to you and the land of say we are coming to push you out how much is the rent seven hundred thousand naira. how much do you have <laughs> you open one five no way to pay but you lock your door and say god i choose to rejoice lord i choose to rejoice father i choose to rejoice when issues arises when things that it is beyond the explanation that you know there are situations that you will see you can't even pray i hope you know there are things that you go through it takes a depth of stamina for you to be able to stand and pray at that point you stand and say god i rejoice you look for a song and play and begin to dance say lord i rejoice i told you that joy is not always the absence of tears but is a is a revelation that even in the midst of challenges god is with me 
that even in the midst of all the ups and downs that God is with me. So you do what? You rejoice. It's a season to do what? To rejoice. Rejoice continuously. Number three, this season is prophetic speakings. You know, prophetic speakings. When I mean prophetic speakings, they are in two ways. There are things that God has told you. And see what, see what I, will, I, will, I will counsel in this time. Take a prayer walk, maybe every evening. And begin to just speak the things God has told you. Lord, you told me, you said in this city, you said in this city, my business will cross to the length and breadth of this city. As we are saying it, you are praying in tongues. Lord, I believe you. Lord, I believe you. There's what they call prof. You are just speaking to the things that God has said. You are speaking it, you are saying it with God's word. Lord, you said they will hear me. He said they will hear me. You are going and taking, speaking over your life and destiny. This is not the season to be carelessly speaking anyhow and just be saying, now wow, this life said, January, this is November, uh, they will soon kill somebody out now. There's no money, there's no rent. But this is time to do what prophetic speaking. You are taking prayer work and you are speaking over your destiny. Lord, things may not be the way I want them to be now. Blood, but you said it. In this city, they will hear my voice. In this city, Lord, you say, I believe you. Lord, as you are saying it, you are speaking it with God's word. Lord, you told me. Lord, he said, he said when they had found him, they said to him, all men seek for thee. Lord, you told me that men will seek for the wisdom of God. Lord, you, you said this, I believe you. So the things that God had told you, you wrote them down and you write them down and then you are walking and you're speaking it over your life and destiny. Lord, things may not be like that, but I believe. Lord, you are saying those things. This is not the season to be negative over your life and destiny. You speak, you say the things that God had told you. You say them until you see them. You do what? You use your mouth to create that destiny for yourself. You say it until you begin to see them. Number four, as we run in this season, never ignore the gathering of believers. The book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26. In this season, never ignore the gathering of believers. See, when you are going through certain stress, one of the things that Satan wants to do to you is to do what? Is to make sure that you, you separate yourself from believers. You know, you feel bad and before you know, for like two days you've not gone to church for like three days you've not gone to church you, you are missing fellowship we're having meetings like this it's an army at the old at the old house rent i beg see watch every time that satan is about to deal with people one thing that satan does is to separate them from other people is to separate them from company of believers see satan has not really find his way to deal with you if you are still in the midst of sin or in the midst of the sins when satan wants to deal with you he separates you from the voices that can help you he separates you from the people who can join us and pray with you when satan is about to deal with a man just watch what happens to that man the one of the things that satan because there are when you are in the midst of certain people there are certain foolish mistakes that you not make there are certain foolish decisions that you will not take sorry for the on there are certain decisions that you not take there are certain so don't fall into the trap of trying to be to to isolate yourself there's difference between going for retreat having a quiet time from isolation there is difference between having a quiet time from isolation don't let satan trip into a place where you stop going for meetings when then they go for the meeting said nothing they come out don't let satan get you to that place don't do what don't let satan get you to that place never what ignore the gathering of the brethren never what ignore the the gathering of the brethren mm? so 
as round up this season, I want you to pray. In case maybe this is the you know, for some people, you have not got into this season. Oh my god. For some people, you are in this season, and for some people, you've passed this season. So I want you to pray, Lord, the grace and the stamina. In case you are in this season, the grace and the stamina. Pray in the spirit and pray in your understanding. Lord, the grace for stamina to walk through this face. Manik velika varande kaveleka posketepa. Jeveleka barade dadoso veleka pa. Maniku veleka varade dadoso veleka. Reveleka barade dadoso veleka pa. Reveleka poso kovelika pa. Lord, the grace for stamina. Reveleka po. Jeveleka poso veleka pa. Lord, I receive stamina by the Spirit. Stamina. To walk in seasons and times like this. Lord, I receive stamina by the Spirit. Lord, I receive stamina by the Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. For some of us, we have stayed in that kind of fire period as in we, we have overstayed here he said you have tarried too much on this mountain he said now move not toward lord if there is anything that i've done that's kept me in this season for too long lord by mercy let your mercy begins to open doors lord that that if if there's anything i've done that's kept me in this fire period for too long that's kept me in this period for more than how long I should be there, Lord? Mercy, let your mercy begin to speak for me. Let your mercy begins to open door for me. Revelika varande kufa, jeveleka barade doso velika pa, reveleka pa, rada da da da, zekoveli, rada da 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 doso vele da 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 da, rada langko vele da 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 doso vala da da, rada da 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 da, vele da 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 da. Everything or anything that's kept me long overdue in this season, Lord Mercy, Lord Mercy, by the Spirit, doors are open. 
the, the, the mercy of the Lord speaks for me in the name of Jesus. Mercy speaks for me in the name of Jesus. Mercy speaks for me in the name of Jesus. Mercy speaks for me in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In case there's anyone here who have overstayed the period that you should stay, I decree in the name of Jesus between now and the end of this month let the mercy of the lord push you out of that season now in the name of jesus may the mercies of the lord push you out of this season now in the name of jesus i decree for those who are in this season receive stamina to walk through in the name of jesus receive the gift of men to walk through in the name of jesus receive stamina by the spirit in the name of jesus receive stamina by the spirit in the name of jesus i decree for those who have stayed long overdue walk out now by mercy in the name of jesus between now and this month lord let it be evident that the mercy of the lord is speaking for you in the name of jesus enjoy his grace in the name of jesus enjoy his favor in the name of jesus may the lord help you in the name of jesus may the lord help you in the name of jesus father we thank you lord we bless your name can we just lift up our voice as we appreciate god let's thank him for his word Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we thank you for your word. Father, we exalt you. We say thank you. We say thank you. We thank you for your word. We exalt your name. Lord, we bless your name. Father, we say thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. We pray in the name of Jesus that you go to bed this night. For everyone trusting God for supernatural direction, receive clarity in the name of Jesus. May the Lord help you in the name of Jesus. Wake up tomorrow with the blueprints for your life and destiny in the name of Jesus. For anyone with any kind of pain here, abdomen pain, any kind of pain, as you go to bed tonight, let there be supernatural surgery on your body in the name of Jesus. Wake up tomorrow sound and healthy in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. We say thank you for in Jesus' mighty name. We are afraid. Amen. Thank you everyone for coming. God bless you. The message will be available in the next few minutes on the group or tomorrow morning. So you can listen to it once again. Thank you for coming. God bless you. Have a wonderful night's rest.